as there's breath in your body, there is hope. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Think Hope Podcast, and I am your hopeologist, Dr. Rosalind Lewis-Tompkins, and once again here to help facilitate your journey of hope, and we have such good news to share because the hope train is moving down the track. As a matter of fact, it is picking up speed because we are getting closer and closer to the National Month of Hope in April, and we wanted to just use this particular podcast just to introduce our Hopi Awardees for 2022. So I'm so excited now that we that we can unveil our list of the 2022 Hopi Awardees. And I would like to just start off by sharing the Detroit, Michigan Hopi Awardees. Now you may say, well, why Detroit? Yes, we single out, we usually single out a city or a state because they have hope in their model or in their symbol. And yes, Detroit, Michigan's model, Sparimus miliara, resurgent cineribus, it means we hope for better things. It will rise from the ashes. And that is the city's motto. We hope for better things. We happen to have some very good friends from the Detroit, Michigan area and happen to know of some wonderful people that are doing great works that are helping others, empowering others, and bringing hope. So we have four individuals that we will be honoring in Detroit, Michigan, and we're actually going to have an event in Detroit on April the 1st and the 2nd, and I'm so excited about that. We'll tell you more about that along the way. But our four Detroit, Michigan Hopi Awardees are... Apostle Pam Morgan, and Pam was our director for Mothers in Crisis. We used to have a Detroit chapter back in the 90s, and since then, she has been doing so many great things and really, really making a difference and definitely empowering others. We kind of reconnected this past year, and uh, and she is our host. In, in when we go in April to Detroit, that's hosting the actual event that we'll have where we'll be able to present the Hopi Awards to the four Michigan Hopi Awardees in person. So there's uh, Apostle Pam Morgan, Dr. Pam Perry. Yes, many of you all know Dr. Pam Perry. She is a social media guru. And I tell you, she has been for decades empowering those of us, because I was one of her clients, uh, empowering us to be able to shine online and to brand ourselves and to to be able to get the word out there, especially for Christian authors and, and other entrepreneurs. So uh, it'll be great to see Dr. Pam Perry, great to, to make it finally there <laughs> to uh, Detroit and, uh, and and be able to present that award to her in person. Now, the other two ladies 
uh, were two that Pam Morgan nominated and sent their information in and their resumes and the things that they're doing is, is phenomenal in the Detroit area and we'll be able to share a little bit more but I'll go ahead and share their names Cara Thomas and Honorable Alberta Tinsley Talabi. Those are the four Detroit, Michigan Hopi awardees for 2022. Now, we also have what we have a, what we call a nationwide category, and we're excited about that because we met Vanessa Miller whenever we went to the Christian Book Lovers Retreat, and that was back in October, and just really seeing what she's, able, she's been able to do over the years uh, for that particular genre of bringing Christian authors together and just empowering those, those writers to be able to get published and mentoring and, and then just being able to bring everyone together and, uh, and, and in such a, a, an elegant and professional way. She's doing phenomenal things. She has a, a latest book, uh, Christian Romance um, Fiction, and it is entitled Something Good, and that's coming out in March. So, so get your copy. It's, it's, I've read some of her books, and she is a phenomenal writer. The next one on our list under the nationwide category is God Made Millionaire TV Show, and our very dear friends now, TC and Vicki Bradley. Yes, we had a chance on last year to go on the God Made Millionaire television show on the Word Network. And uh, since that time, you know, we've had a chance to really see how they're helping those who, you know, are not the big names. I mean, they're really empowering those who have a, who have a, a, a testimony, have something to say, and, and, and allowing them this platform to be able to go on this platform and share their story. I, I went and I tell you, it was so phenomenal. And just to let you guys know, I just found out that they're going to air the show that I did on last year, uh, 2021 in April. They're going to air it this year in honor of April, the National Month of Hope. It's going to be the first Monday in April at 4 p.m. on the Word Network. And then last but certainly not least in the nationwide category, we have Dr. Ann Williams. And she's the founding president of the Sisters Organization. And I tell you, she has been doing some wonderful work for decades. She was in Jacksonville, Florida area when I first met her and that's where a lot of the ministry took place and the things that she was able to do is phenomenal helping those uh, who were formerly incarcerated helping those who were addicted to drugs and alcohol bringing together sisters from all walks of life and 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 creating an atmosphere to empower one another and uh, bring hope she is currently in Atlanta in the Atlanta area and I look forward to seeing her and being able to present the award uh, to Dr. Ann Williams. Now we move on to the state of Florida, and we're so excited uh, about the honor. The next honoree is Desmond Mead, and he is the president of the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, 
And some of you all may have heard the Dynamic Think Hope podcast interview that we had. And it, it, we have it now as a podcast on demand that you can go back and listen to it. And then for those in the state of Florida, especially the North Florida area, everyone knows the work of Senator, and it's a sitting Senator, Lorraine Osley. Yes, Senator Lorraine Osley, she's doing a fabulous job and and just always empowering. That's one of the things because it's hoping, helping others practice enduring empowerment. She has been doing that. She was in the Florida House of Representatives. Now she's a sitting senator and she is still just out in the community. We we saw her at a recent event that we did uh, with the Bethel Baptist Mobile Unit, which brings me to the local community. And we have one awardee for our local community this year, and that's none other than Bethel Baptist Medical Mobile Unit. And uh, that's with the Reverend Dr. Arby Holmes uh, Jr. and uh, Dr. Claudette Harrell is the director of the Bethel Baptist Medical Mobile Unit, and I tell you, that unit is doing a lot, especially during this time when we have, you know, the pandemic going on and, and just going into those rural communities and going and, and, and reaching people that, that don't have access to health care and, and don't have a way to go and partnering even with the churches in the community. I mean, it's just really a phenomenal thing, and they'll be celebrating a year uh, this year of 2022. So we're excited about the Bethel Baptist Medical Mobile Unit. As a matter of fact, we'll be at Bethel Baptist Church to present the Hopi Award in person on their Sunday morning service on April the 10th at 10 a.m. So those of you who are local and you'd like to, to see and be a part of that, then just come on out because we're so excited. This is the first time in the four years that we've been giving out the Hopi Awards that we have an international category. And this year we're giving out an international award, and that is Green Tea International, and it's located in the nation of Jamaica. I have one of the Christ Vision Tribe members with me today, and I'd just like to bring in Sister Sharon Durham, Hello, Dr. Tompkins. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. What about yourself? I'm always doing well when we're talking about hope. And I'm doing yes, more than yes. well because I'm excited. <laughs> because it is coming. It is, it'll be here before you know it. Yes, and, uh, yes. As, as I was talking, um, I was wondering, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to? for April National Month of Hope this year. Some of the things that I'm looking forward to and I'm so excited about all the events we have planned, uh, man, for April National Month of Hope and also I'm excited about the different interviews that you will be doing as we are also being able to spread hope around the world. Yes, yes, we are spreading hope around the world. We have some phenomenal Hopi awardees this year. Yes, we have some. I'm, you know, I'm always so excited about when we do the Hopi Awards and just seeing the smiles on the awardee's face when they receive their Hopi Award. Yes, yes, they're very deserving. What, the reason why we do this, um, for those of you who may not know, Mothers in Crisis, we're the founder and administrator of April National Month of Hope, 
we got the designation through the National Day calendar, and I also have the trademark for Hopeologists, which is promoting the public awareness of hope through public advocacy. So April National Month of Hope is one of the main ways that we're doing that. But this year's Hope Campaign, which goes on not just in April, but throughout the whole year, is Hope. Pass it on and save a life. And I thank God for all of our sponsors of our Hope Campaign of April National Month of Hope and hope pass it on and save a life and i just want to just give a good shout out and god bless you to all of our of all of our sponsors now we will take a hope break and share a hope thought and then when i come back we're going to share my interview with one of our detroit hopey awardees none other than dr pam perry I'm Hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins, and I am here to share a hope thought with you today, taken from my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, There Is Still Hope, and my Practice of Hopeology booklet, Learn How to Become More Hopeful and Get Your Hope Thoughts Today. Guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. Hope is like the never-ending waves of the ocean. It continues to flow every day, every night. There's no on or off switch. Sometimes it's hard and steady and roars. Other times it's still and quiet and rocks or sways. And that's exactly how hope is. It's like the never ending waves of the ocean. You don't have to turn it on and turn it off. Sometimes it it's going fast and hard and you have hope and you're flying, you're on top of the world and you're moving forward at a fast pace and other times it's slow and steady like the waves of the ocean. I love the sound of the waves as they crash against the seashore. As a matter of fact, I picked up the habit years ago, decades now, of sleeping to the sound of the ocean. And now, unless I have those waves on, I have a hard time going to sleep. I found out a long time ago that the ocean soothed me. It brought peace and calm and helped me to relax and rest and even sleep. It might be just because 
I'm a native Floridian and I grew up in Pensacola, Florida, which is a beach town. We're surrounded by the Gulf of Mexico and I have so many fond memories of going to the beach and also we live not far from Bayview Park which was a part of the Gulf, the calmer part. We couldn't swim in Bayview Park but we can certainly sit and listen to the water, the sounds, the gentle flowing. I guess it's just in my bones, in my DNA, the sound. And that's how hope is. Hope is like a sound on the inside of us. The Bible says that the voice of the Lord is like the sound of many waters. The roaring sound of the waves and the gentle sound of the water as it flows, as it lulls you into a sense of peace and calm. That's what hope is meant to do. As you wait that you can rest and you can rest assured that everything is going to be alright. Associate the sound of the ocean with the sound of hope and allow it to soothe you so that you too can rest in hope because hope is like the never-ending waves of the ocean never lose hope I'm Dr. Rosalind White Lewis Tompkins and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the Hope Campaign, please visit makeahopeconnection.com. You can also go to practiceofhopeology.com. Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. April is the National Month of Hope, and we are so excited that we are almost there, and the Hope Train is going down the track at an accelerated rate right now. And in honor of April National Month of Hope 2022, Mothers in Crisis is implementing the Hope, Pass It On, and Save a Life campaign by providing practical tools and training to help people become more hopeful and to share hope with others because hope is needed now more than ever before with the war going on and so many people committing suicide, taking a permanent solution to a temporary problem Hope is needed now more than ever. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic, many have lost loved ones and need practical ways to stay hopeful. Well, the good news is Mothers in Crisis is providing practical self-help strategies through the practice of Hopeology. And in honor of April National Month of Hope, we are offering 
for free, yes, for free, the booklet, Practice of Hopeology, where you will learn how to become more hopeful and how to spread hope to others. In 2021, Mothers in Crisis launched a successful Balls for Hope campaign, and we called it our 10,000 Balls for Hope, spreading hope to frontline workers and others by providing stress balls of hope to individuals and organizations. And some of the groups that receive the balls of hope include school teachers, students, administrators, social workers, nurses, healthcare workers, residents of nursing homes, hospitals, law enforcement, and many others that were in need of hope. In addition to the stress balls, we also provided hundreds, and I would even say thousands, of care packages to those in need. Another way that Mothers in Crisis spreads hope is through the HOPI, which stands for Helping Others Practice Enduring Empowerment Awards given during April National Month of Hope to those who exemplify excellence by empowering and spreading hope to others through their various occupations and initiatives. And I'm so excited that today we have one of our 2022 Hopi Awardees from Detroit, Michigan. As a matter of fact, we are going to honor four awardees from Detroit in honor of Detroit's motto, Sperimus Miliara Resurgit Cenerebus, which stands for We Hope for Better Things. It will rise from the ashes. So without further ado, I'm so excited to have Dr. Pam Perry, Hopi Awardee for 2022, with us today on Think Hope Podcast. Congratulations. Oh, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dr. Wildman. That is that was such a you know, I I had one of those cups with that uh, Latin words on there for the city of Detroit and I had the cups and I always looked at it and I drink coffee out of it. And and then when mm-hmm. you called me and said I won the award, I was like, Wow, that is so funny. <laughs> I was like, that's what that means. That's what that means all those years. And we have known each other yes. for a while, and, and I'm so excited that um, you're on the message of hope and you stay consistent with that. Absolutely. I, I'm excited about uh, the opportunity uh, to present this Hopi Award to you this year because you are a social network guru <laughs> and uh, <laughs> social media guru. And uh, I certainly, I can say from personal experience, that I was empowered by you to be able to do the things, including this Thinko podcast, that I'm able <laughs> to do now to help spread the message of hope. So why don't we just start by um, you sharing with our listeners exactly what it is that you do. Yeah, so we met because I am a uh, publicist. So I'm a publicist by trade, 30 years in the game, and I work with nonprofits and I've worked with uh, some ad agencies and PR agencies, but always in the marketing communications field. But in 2020, I just really felt led to, and not 2020, I'm sorry, 2000, that was 20 years ago, in the year 2000, in the new millennium, mm-hmm. to really start out on my new uh, venture of ministry marketing solutions. And with this mission of helping those who have messages, share their messages further. Uh, to market the message. That was really it. That was the only thing clear that I knew that I was really called to do, to help other people market the message and the message of hope 
And that's really as it is, message of hope, message of love. Mm -hmm. And so I started on that journey 20 years ago, worked as a literary publicist, helping those with books. And the books were primarily inspirational Christian books. And so I've worked with people from Dr. Cindy Trim to T.D. Jakes to Creffle Dollar, uh, Bill Winston, uh, you know, Dr. Miles Monroe, Dr. Pat Bailey. And I always, the reason why I love the work that I do, because the messages that um, each individual has that I mentioned, including you, are so life-changing. I believe books change lives, words change lives, words matter. And so I said, if I'm going to promote anything as a career publicist, I can promote McDonald's, I can promote Dunkin' Donuts, I've worked for Ford, I've worked, you know, promoting the cars. I said, definitely, I can promote something that really matters. I think that really matters more than anything, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the, the, the love of God. So that's really my story. So my background was always in journalism and radio and television, but I just realized that God just was setting me up so that I could use all those skills to really help authors and speakers, those that have a message to share to change the world. And that's really it. And, and you know, that is, that is so uh, awesome because it's, it's needed, especially now. And um, when I met you back in, wow, I think it was 2009 or 2010, I know uh -huh. I was just kind of getting on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't have any <laughs> clue as to what to do. And it was a transition time in my life. And I can really say that you have uh, been there. I mean, you just kind of walked me through that period. And, uh, and so I just want to say thank you personally. And I know that there are many other Christian authors and, and others, as you mentioned, some of the big names uh, that you've been able to help along the way. And what, what would you say your, your main motivation for doing what you're doing? What I is guess it? because books, really books change lives. So I grew up next door to my pastor, Reverend Joseph R. Jordan, who's gone on now to glory. But I grew up next door to him. But what I wasn't really necessarily the church that was so much life changing as really the community that he brought, the networking, and then the books mm -hmm. in his library. I would, since I lived next door, so I could always go next door and visit and go and visit in his library. And I remember getting books that just really, for me, I had never really thought about you know, reading the type of books. This is like young age, like really, really young. And I remember reading mm -hmm. some books that just really changed my life. And I was like, Reverend Jordan, can I borrow this one? He said, sure. Can I borrow this one? Can I, can I borrow this one? And I would always borrow different books. And I was like, wow, these are really, really good. More people need to read it. And this was way before, you know, kids are like sitting around playing jump rope and jacks. And I'm reading books, <laughs> but they were life-changing books. They were so inspirational. And, I mean, they were all kinds of books. They were, you know, books that had to do with psychology. He had some Wayne Dyer books. He had he had all kinds of books, you know. And then he had, like, Christian books, Charles Stanley books, things like that. But I didn't know, like, oh, my God, people are really writing books from the Christian experience. And so I just really got really interested in that. And then realizing it at a certain point in time when um, the pastors were writing books, I would always read their books because you could listen to them, but I really like, you know, reading them, taking notes. You just have a more personal experience sometimes when you're reading. Just like when I read your book, you know, it was like it's a different feel to hearing you speak it, to say it because you have your own 
personal time, you know, God is speaking to you while you're reading the book. So anyway, that was really my motivation. And then from there, it's always new that books change lives. So I would read, you know, all kind of inspirational books, books from Les Brown or books from uh, Willie Jolly. And I just knew that, wow, these books are life changing. More people need to read them. If more people read them, I feel people would be more inspired and motivated. And that was really the reason. So before I even really was promoting books, you know, literally as a publicist, I was promoting them just on my own because I knew that, hey, you know, you need to read this book. <laughs> that, that's wonderful because, you know, the old saying that says, if you want to hide something from black put people, book. put it in a book. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that's simply not true for everyone. Not at all. So <laughs> mm-hmm. some of mm-hmm. us really, really like to read and uh, find a whole new world within the pages of those especially inspirational books and one of the things that I can say that you have been very inspirational ever since I've known you and um, but I know that to get to the place that you are right now you you've gone through some things and that's one of the things that I, I would like for us to just kind of talk about you know because sometimes you know people see where you are and you see my glory, but you don't know my story. So, Pam, mm-hmm. what are some of the challenges that you've had to overcome? Well, one of the main things, and I just, you know, when I first started the company, and I started the company because I was working with my husband in our company. And he had a marketing company, Perry Marketing Group, and he was working um, he had it before we got married, and then after we, I got married and we had a daughter, I started with working with him in the PR capacity, but his clients were like automotive, right? Or automotive suppliers for Chrysler GM. And I was like, oh, this is so dull, boring. And so I would bring in clients like Gail Ford, who was like a gospel uh, radio celebrity here, or I would bring in like a nonprofit. And it was like, it doesn't really match. But anyway, long story short, um, the business went out of business. And we, we were both working in the business and we had a staff we had we had employees we had a we had a building all that and we went bankrupt and so you know we're looking at each other like okay we have a daughter now we're married and the source of our income the period marketing group went out of business so what did we do so he went and looked for a long long time looking for a job but I just really heard it clear as day like I said in the year 2000 it was like you're just starting your own company now because I had already was bringing in smaller clients um, into the company yeah. mm-hmm. one of them uh, gospel plays or, or you know working with different authors or the radio host who wanted to start a church you know so I was doing ministry marketing type of work before I even called it ministry marketing so you know, not really knowing what we were doing, needing the money, having a small daughter. It was like, okay, what do we do? So that's when you just really have to depend on faith that everything's going to work out. Everything's going to work out. And I remember the day that we closed the building, staff was sad and we were sad. And, you know, just, you know, we were selling stuff. You know, it was just bad. And so I remember going down on the elevator. I was like, okay, you know, God, if this is really you, like, you got to give me some direction. And I remember meeting a gentleman on the elevator, and his name was T.J. Hemfield. And he said, hey, how's it going? I said, well, it could be better. You know, we're closing up our business. We kind of like, the doors are closed. He said, no. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I really don't know. I said, but I have this inkling that I should start my own PR firm. 
and uh, work with uh, Christian uh, ministries. He says, really? He says, I have a Christian play. And this was a large Christian play. Like it had been going on for five years. (laughs) And he said wow. to me, he says, really? He said, and I didn't even have, I didn't have anything. Like, everything was still up in store. He said, well, why don't we meet and talk about it? And I was like, I don't, we don't have an office anymore. So he actually came over to my home. We sat at our dining room table. He explained to me about the gospel play that he was doing and could I get him some publicity for it. And, of course, I could. He'd been doing the play for five years. The play was called Perilous Time. And it, it runs every Easter weekend, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The play is always, you know, major part of our Detroit community. And so we got in front page news, um, uh, the Detroit Free Press and some other press and radio stations and that sort of thing. But that was my first client. I didn't even know what to charge. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was wow. doing. I was like, well, this is like, you know, this is ministry work. I said, am I supposed to charge? I don't know what to charge. And um, it, eventually, years on, um, he he decided that he was also going to do a Christian newspaper called Gospel Times. And I worked with him mm-hmm. on that as well as an editor and also the advertising manager. So, we, you know, he basically saw the vision. And when I say to him, you know, to this day, he's still doing plays and things like that, that he was like my angel. I said, because you literally just showed up on the elevator. I said, he said, yep. And he said, you had an elevator speech prepared. I said, I guess I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a real elevator speech. A real elevator speech, yep. Because by the end of the elevator, he said, well, that sounds interesting. He said, we should talk. So, yeah, so that that was the start of it. But, yeah, when you don't know where money is coming from and that sort of thing it could be really really scary and a lot of times the mm-hmm. first five years or so I want to quit and just say let me just go get a job I said let me quit because a lot of times working with churches it was so frustrating because they didn't even understand marketing much less mm-hmm. that they had to pay for it so I'm like this is not right. a hobby for me this is a business so it was just really crazy it was really crazy the first five years but you know I stuck with it and 21 22 years later still here and uh, I could say that you know raised my daughter uh, she saw me you know working from home way before it was cool to work from home mm-hmm. and uh, because she did that she went on to school she majored in advertising and now she works for an advertising agency today and wow. uh, you know so so eventually I'm thinking like maybe one day we can have you work in our company as well you know you go and learn some some real skills over there and, and then come back and work in the family business. I don't know. So, yeah, but but she did. She majored in advertising. So I find that That's to be exciting. really interesting. I mean, to see that, to see your daughter kind of go with your, your footsteps, that, that's really mm-hmm. rewarding. And did it all her own. I never pushed her that one time. Never did. It's just mm-hmm. when she went to Michigan State, she says, I think I'm a major in marketing and advertising. I was like, oh, okay. I'm thinking like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had a wonderful role model right before, so I could, I could see that. <laughs> Boy, what a wonderful interview that I'm having with Dr. Pam Berry. Let's take a brief hope break and have another hope thought, and then we're going to come back for the second half of the interview. So stay tuned. I'm hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins. And I am here to share a hope thought with you today. Taken from my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, There Is Still Hope. And my Practice of Hopeology booklet, 
learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today guaranteed to lift you from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. Hope says, let go of the past and look ahead. Hope is for the future. It is future oriented. It is based upon an expectation that things will get better, that things can change. It's about what's going to happen, not what's already happened. So many times we're so enamored with what happened in the past until, first of all, we cannot enjoy the present and we don't bother to think about the future because we're so bogged down in the past. And oftentimes what we remember about the past are things that bring us down, mistakes, regrets, if a woulda, shoulda, couldas, or sometimes we think about all the great things that happened as though that was it. There are no more great things in our lives because maybe we've reached a point where we believe it's all over and now we have to live in the past. But that's not hope. Hope speaks to our soul and it says, let go of the past and look ahead. It's so hard to let go. We hear the saying, let go and let God. So easy to say and so very hard to do. But when you have hope, it will help you to let go of those things that are in the past while you look ahead. When you look ahead, you see, I've looked in the future and my future looks better than my past. I live in the present, but hope has me to look ahead, look forward, and where I'm looking, I move. I can move forward in that direction. The Bible says in Philippians the third chapter and the 13th verse, Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. And hope lets you do that. Hope is the force that you need in order to be able to forget about the things of the past and to look forward and to press on towards the mark of the high call of God. Hope allows us to do that. Today, hear Hope saying to you, let go of the past and look ahead. I'm Dr. Rosalind White Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the Hope Campaign, please visit makeahopeconnection.com. You can also go to practiceofhopeology.com. Remember, as you plant the seeds of hope, 
into the garden of your heart, blessings will spring forth. It's been 22 years, and as you think back, as you look, look out over those 22 years, how would you say you've been able to empower others and, and just bring hope? Basically, just telling people that they can do it. You know, I'm just really like a dream pusher. So a lot of people will have their dreams about their books or they'll have their dreams about speaking in certain places or even just dreams of just what they want to do um, in terms of their ministry. Uh, just I'm a person that will just help them figure out those dots, you know, connect the dots and, and how to really put it together, whether they need a marketing plan, a PR, they, I need to introduce them to someone. I need to help them with an event. I need to tell them about an event. I need, you know, whatever it is. But I can find that, you know, my assignment is not necessarily to do what my clients do, but to help them do what they that they're dreaming to do. That's really the main thing. So if if you say, and I'll see it too. Sometimes I'll see it before even the clients see it. Like you'll say, like, you know, I really think I should be doing a play. Okay. So I, I knew this years ago when one of my clients was wrote a novel. And novels can turn into movies, but they can also turn into plays first. And so she was so gung-ho about doing this movie. And I'm like, mm, okay. But I thought I just knew it would be a play. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. So eventually she got the clue that she should make it a, a play. She wrote the play out, and she wanted to know who would be the director. Well, obviously, the person who I first met when I <laughs> 22 years ago, I was like, she's going to be your director. She didn't even know him. And introduce and then that is actually going to be happening this fall so that's wow. one of the main things it's just like you know god just kind of sets me in the middle of it and says okay i want you to connect these people here so that they can do what they need mm-hmm. to do on this end you know so that's one of the main things and then also too i'll see people that you know i remember one time seeing um ty adams and i saw her speak and then I booked her on a TV show. And then she has been booked and booked and she got a book contract and all of that. But when I saw her on the TV show and I saw her speaking, I said, oh, my goodness. I said, I, I get this feeling sometimes. I get the vision. I was like, oh. I said, Ty, I said, you're going to be huge. I said, you're going to be, at this time, Juanita Bynum was really on the scene. I said, you're going to be like Juanita Bynum. I said, you're going to be speaking on stages and things like that. Um, at Woman Dollar Loose or whatever. And she was like, yeah, right. She didn't even know the lady. And eventually, years later, they met, and that woman became her mentor. And she did speak at, uh, like, at the Woman Dollar Loose, the conference there. You know, not on the main platform, but, like, one of the little side things, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I knew that would happen. I saw it. You know, I saw it. So that's one of the yeah. things, you know, just making those things happen, you know, for my clients is what is inspiring to me because then they can go on and then because they have what they have they can inspire others yes that's mm-hmm. that's true and and you are really good at connecting uh people that um that we need to be in contact with and to be able to do that that is certainly a, a gift uh i remember when i first met you um you had different things out and you had been writing about synergy can you talk a little bit about that? Because I remember mm-hmm. that was the first time I kind of heard that term. And mm-hmm. uh, it's energy, energy. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I wrote a book years ago, probably 10 years ago, I guess. Now, it was called Synergy Energy. And it really does talk about how when people work together, when they have synergy, they're synergistic. 
that they're aligned together that they can move you know you know it takes uh you know one two into flight and you know what's the scripture it's like uh two can put two to flight yes exactly and that's really what it is Mm -hmm. that's what the synergy is because if you come together and you work together you can really move things further faster so it's about the power of partnership about the power Mm -hmm. of collaboration that people really have to understand not competitive but really collaborating because there's no new ideas it's just really people are just have different times or different ways where they're trying to execute the ideas but sometimes if you can come from two different places you can get the idea out further faster and that's the whole point and so synergy energy was my first book and it really talks about the power of partnerships and branding as well about how to really use that to build your brand because when you're collaborating with one another you're using the network of each others to build your brand you're let, letting each audience mm-hmm. be aware of one another so i always love that i i mean from the yeah. beginning even though ministry marketing is my own i loved really just working with others that have the same type of insight and alignment with me yes because together we are better and we can get mm-hmm. a whole lot more accomplished that way yes. Yeah. You're working on a book now, aren't you? Or do you have a, a new book that's in the works? I have uh, I have a few books in the works, but I have <laughs> just released a book that I was an anthology in called Unstoppable, and then I'm in another book. Oh, it's another anthology. I can't think of the name of it right now, but anthologies are when you actually put together, like, the story. So I put together mm-hmm. stories, and basically this one is, um, I was in a book called Speak Up, and that one was like how to get out there and get known, which is the name of my chapter, which is the name of my podcast. Or so always when I'm writing, I'll write a chapter on how really digital marketing should move the needle, needle for your brand. Uh, but I'm working on one book that is taking me a while to do, and it's called Ego Marketing, because in the world of social media, so many people are thinking that it's all about them. And so I really want to put together this book on ego marketing, about how that's not what you need to do, that if you put the focus mm-hmm. on you, you'll just really, it won't be sustainable, first of all. And uh, so I just, you know, you see people with a whole lot of just themselves, and it's like, what value are you adding? So that's what I'm kind of working on, because people mm-hmm. think that social media is, well, the, ho- the whole word about social, right, is that it's about other people, so you should be social. But, but I think they're moving it out into ego, and I was like, oh, my God, this has got to change. So I am working on that, and it's, it's taken me a little while. It's just more or less like taking a, almost like an observance of how people are using social media. They have the power of building their brand in their hands, but I think they're really creating monsters because they're putting too much of themselves in it, too much ego. So that's where we are right now with that. Wow. Yeah. I, now, that's, that is, that's interesting that you say that. And, and, and as you said, with social media, it's, it's so much about how many likes, how many people, mm-hmm. you know, they love me and, you know, how many views and, and things like that. So um, how could you move the needle from that place? Just really getting people to understand what the main point of it is. Because it's like, and I think it has to do with self-esteem. A lot of it has to do with self-esteem. And people are addicted to the accolades. People are addicted to that. And I always say if you're addicted to the accolades, you'll also be crushed by the criticism. So 
either one should not really matter to you if you know what your purpose is and why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so, so many times it's like the motive. What is the motive for doing anything? Is it to attract attention because you're starved for that? Or is it, you, you know, you're looking for love in all the wrong places? I mean, there's some deep stuff when it, people can get really addicted to that. So just like when right. you were saying that some people commit um, suicide, so many people are committing suicide, a lot of it has to do with the, the impact of what they're seeing in the eye gate of social media. They're looking at it and looking mm -hmm. at it and comparing and this and that, and all this stuff is not real. I mean, it's so right. different than when I started with social media. It's so different. And, and people who look at and say, well, I, you know, no one liked my post. And then, you know, if they get bad comments and they feel bad, it's like, oh, my goodness, this has gotten out of control. And we have a whole generation that is so used to that, that it yes. has to really be, yes. you know, called out about what it is. Because you can't have these kids just looking at social media and then feeling bad about it, you know, wanting to kill themselves mm -hmm. because of something they see online. It's like, this is crazy. So it's really about just mentally getting their self-esteem um, in the right place, uh, putting the priority of, of God being the center, not the social media network. Because <laughs> the first thing in the morning should be like spent with God, but the first thing in the morning they spent with social media. It's like no wonder they're off, you know. So it's 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 something like that that I'm really putting together. Wow, mm -hmm. yeah, that's it's it's definitely needed, and you you can certainly do it from the position that you're in. And uh, what is your vision now for the future? What do you see going forward? Well, really right now, like I said, I want to do more legacy work. So I want to bring up other publicists that um, really want to do the type of work that I've been doing for 22 years and really just share with them how mm -hmm. to do that. And then also, too, with my daughter. I like to pass the rain on to her one day mm -hmm. to say, okay, this is this is going to be your baby. You know, you've got to run it. And, and she has good skills. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got account management skills she's got production skills obviously she has writing skills uh so you know that's kind of like the vision right now and you know working with me and my husband because he has an ad agency and then i do the pr so having her kind of be the, okay. the the head of it one day <laughs> hey yeah. we got to pass it on right the legacy the legacy mm -hmm. of it all yes. yes and dr pam perry what brings you hope I would say the main thing that brings me hope is, you know, knowing that it always works out, that it always does work out. I mean, I have seen, been in some really bad situations and God always comes through. So if I know, if you know that you know that you know, and you know that you know, it's like mm -hmm. it's never really a worry because, I mean, been in some situations time after time, and it's almost like God is saying, like, how many times do I have to prove myself to you? <laughs> it's like, you know I got you, right? It's like you you just, you know, you just need to relax. And so really just the, having the faith and knowing that God just has you and that it's really mm -hmm. um, it's a test, but, you know, you're tested. But if you keep the hope, it, it, it always works out. It does work out. It may not come at the time that you want, but it does work out. And so I'm just, you know, of living the life from from a teenager through my 20s, through each decade. You know, each one was, you mm -hmm. could pick like one thing that was like, ooh, I didn't think I would ever get out of that one. And you did. <laughs> and you did. Right. You know, right. at, at yeah. the, every, and it always worked out. So it's like, 
the, the, I always say the worst that can happen is that, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm gone. Like, I'm gone from here. Even if I'm gone from here and not on, living on the earth and I'm dead or whatever, you still have hope mm-hmm. at that point because the ultimate thing is that you went back to the Father, right? So that's right. It's really, yeah. there's nothing that really you should lose hope about because it's going to work mm-hmm. out. You know, it, it, you know, my pastor you always said, you know, at the end we always win. So it's a fixed fight. Yeah. So what, what, are you, what are you concerned about? If you oh. have Jesus, that's what I say. It's a mm-hmm. fixed fight. You know, so when I say that, you know, you know that you win in the end. At the end of the book, you know we win. So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we don't grieve as those who have no hope, because no right. hope is in. Oh my goodness, Jesus! Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. tell you, I am so excited that we will be coming to Detroit, and we'll be able to present the Hopi Award to you in person at the event on April the second. And so, I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and I just. I just want to say thank you once again for just being who you are. I mean, I remember (laughs) one of your sayings is, if you show up, you'll go up. That's right. I love saying that. Just show up. I'm telling people, just show up. (laughs) Show up and you go up. You know, just showing up. Because so many times people just want to pull the covers over their heads. It's like, oh, I won't go. (laughs) No, just show up. And you'll be surprised. You don't have to know all the answers. Just show up. (laughs) <laughs> yes and then and see that's hope see hope will get you up and hope will uh-huh. help you to stay up it'll, it'll help you to float I mean I just I just love it and I love people who are messengers and carriers of that hope just like you and thank uh-huh. you so much for coming on Think Hope Podcast may God continue to bless you and your husband and your daughter and your uh-huh. business and your legacy and all the things that you have out there Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. This was fun. I can't wait to see you in the D. (laughs) Yes, we are so looking forward to going to Detroit, Michigan and giving out the four Hopi Awards to the Hopi Awardees there for the event on April the 1st and the 2nd. So you guys stay tuned because we will certainly be reporting from Detroit, Michigan as we go there to have our celebration of hope in honor of National Month of Hope. I always love chatting with Dr. Pam Perry because I can say she always brings it. And by that, I mean she shares from her heart and she shares information that will really, really make a difference that we can use. So we are we are excited uh, about all of our Hopi awardees and we're excited about making our way to the National Month of Hope coming soon as I said oh there's that hope train coming down the track one more time well as we get ready to close I will share one more hope thought and then we'll wrap it up for today I'm Hopeologist Dr. Rosalind Lewis Tompkins And I am here to share a hope thought with you today. Taken from my book, As Long As There's Breath in Your Body, There Is Still Hope. And my Practice of Hopeology booklet. Learn how to become more hopeful and get your hope thoughts today. Guaranteed to lift you 
from a place of sorrow and despair and help you to think hope. Join me now for your hope shot for today. Your choices make you great, so choose hope and live. Everything about life is about choices, and we are who we are based upon the choices that we make. When it comes to hope, we have to choose to have hope. It's not just going to happen automatically. As a matter of fact, the opposite is true. We are more prone to think negative, to think despair, to go by our feelings or facts of what's around us, what we see. We have to choose to have hope and hope has to be based upon something because it's not just wishful thinking. We must choose to have hope and our hope needs to be anchored in our faith, anchored in what we know to be true in our lives, what we believe. Our hope is an anchor and when we choose to have hope, it anchors our emotions our thoughts and our feelings and we can choose to have hope every day it's a choice you could be going along your merry way in life and things happen you can choose to have a bad attitude and think why is this happening to me everything bad is always happening to me or you can choose to have hope and say it's going to be alright I still have life. There is hope. I choose to believe that things are going to get better. Your choices make you great. So choose hope and live. Because when you choose hope, you become greater than the situations that you're facing and the circumstances that may be surrounding you. Remember, choose hope. You won't regret it. I'm Dr. Rosalind White Lewis Tompkins, and I pray that you have enjoyed this Hope Thought for today. For more Hope Thoughts, please listen to Think Hope Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can become involved with the Hope Campaign, please visit makeahopeconnection.com. Need hope? Know someone who does? If so, Join Mothers in Crisis, Hope, Pass It On campaign and learn to become more hopeful and bring hope to others. Go to practiceofhopology.com and get your free booklet and hope thought today. Hope, pass it on and save a life. And remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is still hope. God bless you. We love you and continue to stay hopeful and follow us and go to the practiceofhopology.com website and get your free. Yes, it is free now in honor of National Month of Hope and our hope campaign. Hope Pass It On all the way through the end of April. Your free Practice of Hopeology booklet. And also you can get a free Hope Thought and download both of those from the website, practiceofhopology.com. Until next time, may God bless you and may heaven continue to smile upon you. And we love you.
Remember, as long as there's breath in your body, there is hope. <laughs>